0: Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, Adirondack Bucks and Beyond podcast. This is your host, Bailey Winch. Um, I just want to come on here and uh, say thank you for listening. And uh, if you guys would, go over and give us a follow on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Adirondack Bucks and Beyond. Enjoy. How's it going, guys? Uh, This is Bailey Winch. And uh, this is the Adirondack Bucks and Beyond Camp Series Podcast. What's up, guys?
1: Um, It's Corey here, too. We're up here uh, at our our tent camp, currently laying down, enjoying the nice rainy
0: night. Yeah, you guys can probably hear the rain smacking on the tent in the background here. We're sitting here by the uh, wood stove in our remote tent up in the Adirondacks here. Um, And we kind of want to start this podcast off. This is the first episode, obviously so for you for you who don't know um we kind of want to dive in and tell you what we're doing and about our youtube channel and kind of about a couple recent hunts that we just had
1: so. yeah so uh i don't know if anybody if that's everybody that's been listening has been following along with the youtube like bailey said but again i'm Corey and uh we're missing a few of our our compadres here adam and brad and tyler they uh, usually are in camp with us but couldn't make it up this weekend so we'll be sure to intro or uh, introduce you to them the next time um yeah so basically i
0: want to start off by uh just kind of telling what kind of hunting we do and that is, I mean, right now we're up in the Adirondack Mountains, like I just said, in our remote tent camp. So we spent a lot of we're gonna spend a lot of time up here. This is my first year hunting in the mountains, um, second weekend actually. Um, I've already fallen in love with it. Um, this is Corey's second year.
1: Yeah, yeah. So as a kid, um, you know Bailey was really little. We're we're about four or five years apart, and uh, I can remember my father bringing us up into the big woods of the Adirondacks and we just spend a whole lot of time up there but I remember how big and scary and, and just vast the woods were and there was always a draw to it um, so fast forward to the last few years and having more time to hunt looking for new adventures being back in New York State um, we decided to start hunting up here in, in the Adirondacks and I, I tell you it's it's some of the, the the most difficult yet rewarding places to hunt. Um, the deer grow big up here. There's more than more than plenty. Than in comparison to what people might say about the Adirondacks, um, and I just like Bailey said. I've fallen in love with it up here. I just can't get enough. It's such an overlooked place, of of big bucks. Oh, completely <laughs> overlooked. It's not. It's not a destination for most people. I mean, I I know there are. There are hunters from out of state that come in and hunt, but it's not like in Iowa. It's not in Illinois, which kind of works out in our favor in a way. But yeah, It's tough, tough hunting up here, tough going. Um, so
0: with that being said, we do a lot of hunting. We're going to be doing a lot of hunting up here, and uh, that's where most of the videos for the rest of our season are going to be based out of. Um, but we also do a lot of bow hunting back in uh, the farm country near our home and uh this year we've been fortunate enough
1: to put down two bucks but man has it been a struggle oh it's it's been brutal brutal so Our bread and butter is bow hunting. That's what we've been into for the last few years. It's kind of odd because we grew up gun hunters. Our father never bow hunted. And when we got introduced to to hunting at a young age, all we knew was rifle hunting. So we transitioned into our our late teens and early 20s into bow hunting seriously. In New York State and out of state as well. We used to hunt New Jersey a lot because I lived down there for a period of time. Um, But anyways... Like I said, that's our bread and butter. And we start right from October 1st when it opens up here in New York. And for lack of better words, we're balls to the wall with it. Well, this year, it has been nothing shy of a struggle. I mean, it has been absolutely one of the slowest years, I'd say, in the last five that we've had.
0: Definitely. I started really hunting probably three or four years ago, hard. I really got serious about it, shot my first buck of my rifle. And ever since then, I've just been... Like Corey said, balls to the wall, and uh, going out every second I have. I mean, we live for this. This is what we live for. Um, And this is the first season I've had that's been a real, real struggle. And I say that, but I shot my buck on October 11th. (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of like I mean, because
1: last year you probably would have said the opposite, but it took you a a little bit longer to... I
0: didn't even shoot on my bow. This was actually my first buck buck with a bow this year. Yeah. but yeah last year i was seeing god i was seeing bucks every single day good bucks too for that for that we've matter been
1: pretty, we've been pretty spoiled in the last you know well since you picked up hunting and then for me before that in the last five six years um we have hunted a lot of places with good deer numbers maybe not the most mature deer but a plethora of of, of bucks in particular and um it's made for some really fun hunting, so we we have been spoiled. So when I say we're struggling this year, um, I guess it could have been worse. We we could have been hit with EHD like Jersey did. Yeah, um,
0: that's the other thing. We go. Uh, Corey said we start hunting October first till the very end here in New York, but we also like to if, if there's an ch- opportunity for us to bounce around to a different state in September or so, whenever whenever an early season opens, we usually take advantage of that on a weekend we have off or something. But um, yeah. I mean, it also goes the same. We're also huge turkey hunters, too. Um, so, you guys, if you guys follow along with our YouTube channel, you guys will be seeing us doing a bunch of turkey turkey hunting, too. Like, last year, we went down to Tennessee, and that going was... Going back to Virginia this year. Yep, going to Virginia this year. Probably Mass again. We hunt Maybe we hunt Massachusetts quite a bit. Deer and turkey. Yep. yep.
1: Um, turkey hunting, not so great where we were this year. <laughs>
0: In mass, in mass, oh yeah, we oh. got on a couple birds, and we had actually, well, we
1: we shot those jakes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the double trouble jakes. Yeah, we actually
0: called in a group of like six jakes, and oh my god, oh, if that if we had a camera at that that's time, for, that's
1: for another podcast. That's for another podcast. <laughs>
0: we'll we'll save that story. That's a that's a that's a good one. When when Adam gets here, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, we gotta get Adam rendition on. That oh man, game. what a funny awesome hunt that was but- anyway
1: so back to the bow hunting this year um in years past it's been nothing to you know just be a field edge hunter and you still see 20 30 deer a night i mean it's kind of crazy yep. well this year we've been struggling to even put ourselves on does um we've been really aggressive uh, we had some bucks located before the season we knew which properties they were using yada 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 um even being aggressive and being in quality spots Giving us some quality sits, we still just weren't having any luck. We weren't seeing, like I said, weren't even seeing does for a, for a long period of time. And
0: from what we've seen, the reason the reason that is, is because there's just such a plethora of food for them this year. They have oh, acorns crazy. and beech nuts just falling
1: everywhere like crazy. Like in in the farms that we hunt with the agriculture, there's there's no shortage of food anywhere. I mean, no, standing I mean, corn's been some of our biggest enemies this year. Oh
0: my God, they're they're living in that corn and just not moving the the buck i shot was full of corn oh yeah um so with that being said well i guess we'll kind of dive in we'll we'll tell you the first the first two bucks we got this year and then Corey and i both got them so i guess we'll dive into dive into mine if you guys haven't watched the youtube channel also yeah go go check this video out um it's on our YouTube channel, Adirondack Bucks and Beyond. Of, I got the whole thing on film, and I'm editing Corey's right now. We got that also all on film. Yep. Um, yeah, so we'll dive into mine. Um, I guess
1: Corey can start it because he, yeah, so he's the one who initiated it. It was like, I want to say the third, fourth day of the season. I can't remember. It was early October, um, and it was a rainy day, wicked rainy day. I happened to be working a day shift, which wasn't typical at the time. Um, got out of work a little early though and instead of just going and sitting in misery in the rain I decided to walk around in misery in the rain on this one farm that we had and the the one farm that I'm referring to um, we always see good bucks there's a ton of bucks up there but we can never pin down what they're doing it's it's something they we have not, so many places to go yeah up we there. can it's never just... pin them down so. My goal was to go try and pull off a bump and dump. Um, It's basically where you bump a buck out of its bed, you you slide in, you hang a set, and you go back first thing in the morning and try to catch that buck coming back to his bed. Well, I walked almost the entirety of this uh, 350-acre farm, and I got to the very last stretch of the property. Um, It actually happened to be on a property line um, with... Just to the I think it would be just to the west. And I kicked up this buck out of his bed. He was bedded on the transition from a swamp to a cornfield. And uh there was an oak peninsula, oak slight tiny oak ridge that came together with it. Um anyways, he jumps up out of his bed. I get a decent look at him like, oh yep, yep, good buck. Hang a set in the pouring rain, and then Bailey and I went back in there the next morning. Um, hoping to get him as he's coming back to his bed or if he was already in his bed just sitting tight till first light and getting an arrow in him. Well, we got set up at what, like four thirty that morning. Early. Yeah. Really. Really, really early. We yeah. slid in there nice and quiet and in the dark probably a half hour before legal shooting light we had a deer walk through that we suspect was probably this buck i definitely him especially now
0: i mean now seeing what happened seeing what happened and seeing the way he walked how slow he came in that
1: morning and oh yeah I, i'm i'm almost sure it was him but so anyways didn't work out uh, and then i'll let bailey kind of take over with what happened next All right, guys. Sorry about
0: that. I had to go uh, put some put some wood on the stove and keep it warm in here. Um, so, anyways, yeah, uh, Corey had bumped that buck, and we knew kind of where he was. So we let it cool off for probably a week, right? I think it was
1: yeah, it was like
0: five or six days, I think. Five or six days, and uh, we just we had been talking about it, and we said, you know, we're probably not gonna kill a deer right now by sitting acorns or sitting some fresh rubs it just it wasn't it wasn't working out
1: it was warm around. It, it was
0: pretty pretty warm it, that day particularly it, it, it was like
1: 75
0: yeah it was day. pretty warm during yeah. the day um so we decided that we're gonna try pulling a bumping up on this and uh on this buck here so uh what we did is i i had a buddy who uh was neighboring to the farm that we hunt and i asked him if we could get permission to get back in in the swamp behind his house and uh luckily they they gave us permission which was awesome it was actually huge in that hunt because if that didn't happen we probably wouldn't be able to probably kill him
1: happened, though.
0: um so what i did is i accessed through the back end of the swamp and uh got set up in tree uh where i figured you know from what cory had told me and he had dropped me on on hunt stand um I figured I was probably 75 to 100 yards away. Um, and what Corey was doing, he was going to walk the same route he did the day he bumped them originally. So as I'm walking in there, um, I lose my GoPro because I fell in the swamp.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> like, swamp has a bunch of our money this year.
0: Oh, yeah, the swamp yeah. has a lot of our money. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm, I'm getting to where I think I should be, and when I get uh, – just about to where I want to set up, I spot a doe and a fawn walking in uh, right down this path uh, through the swamp. You can see they have it beat down pretty good, and they're using it, using it pretty regularly. Um, so I took that sign, and I set up right where, almost right over top of where they they came through, uh, thinking that if Corey bumps this buck, there's a good chance that he takes the same route that they do. Um, so Corey, I called Corey and told him. You know, I'm, I'm ready and all set to go. So, Corey came in, and it was, it was probably like 8.30 at this point. Yeah, we're already 8.30. And uh, Corey came in, and, and I heard the buck jump
1: up when Corey got right, probably well, how
0: close, you 30 yards from him? I was him. like
1: 30, 35 yards from him when I kicked him out of the vet. I took the same route I had done before. When I was just walking around the farm and I, I walked up on him in just about the same exact bed, if not the same bed that he was in previously.
0: Right. So, so I hear him stand up and, uh, Corey oh, almost he jumped up, jumped he up, up he, he jumped took up. like two or three bounds. Um, Corey almost got a crack at him with his bow, but it was just too thick in there. Yeah. Um, and at that point I immediately turned my camera on, um, as soon as I hear the crashing, and I just see his big head coming through the swamp and I saw one side of him. At first, and it looked like a spike horn. I thought it was a spike horn. I was like, "Oh, come on! Are you kidding me?" And uh, and then I and then I see him turn a little bit, and he actually had a decent spread on his right side. Um, and then I'm looking at him as he's walking towards me, uh, just through the thicket of the swamp there. And I see he's hobbling on one leg, and one leg just keeps sinking down. And he actually had a bum uh, left front leg, uh, for whatever reason, or not really not really 100 percent sure i'm
1: guessing you got hit by a car
0: a yeah right i would assume um and that buck took uh the same path that those does took uh you know j- just as i pictured it and uh i got a 20 yard broadside shot on him right in that swamp and i, I drilled film. him all on film double lung and he probably went 40 45 yards and i They're heard him funny. crash and we didn't even blood trail we, we just went and scooped them right up there um it was it was an awesome hunt though oh it was crazy it was so cool that was the first time we uh we had that come together for us as the bump and dump like that was just that was crazy and it it just goes to show how you have to kind of adapt um to what what the
1: season's like because yeah you either let it happen or make it happen and uh most of the time Especially where we hunt, you gotta make it happen.
0: Yeah. Especially in October.
1: Yeah, especially October with it being warm and all the Just crazy fall. So
0: yeah, um like I said, if you guys wanna check that hunt out, just go to our YouTube channel Adirondack Bucks and Beyond and that, that entire thing's on there and we kinda do a, a pretty good post hunt breakdown in that video of what happened and and how, how we went about it, so I won't go in too much more detail about that. But I will go in pretty great detail about uh, Corey's recent buck because we did not do that, and the video I'm actually currently uh, still editing editing it, um, and we just didn't really go into detail. So we kind of wanted to get on here and do that. Um, so again, I'll let I'll let Corey kind of take it because he he's the one who initiated this this hunt really. Yes, sir.
1: So. Uh this farm, different farm from the one where Bailey shot his buck. Bailey's been hunting it pretty religiously for the last what three years now. Yep, uh,
0: I got a real, got a real big seven pointer <laughs> I shot into, and unfortunately never found him last year. But he's probably hundred and thirty-five inch, hundred and thirty at, at least. He's
1: probably pushing one forty for for our area. He might as well be a Boone
0: and Crockett buck. Yeah, he, he he's a giant. Yeah. He's a true giant, and he uh. Last year was showing himself pretty regularly in daylight, and actually opening day, Corey and I got in on him, and he came right down the trail. I had been getting pictures of him on and pretty much out. Essentially, it's a food plot with the farmer I was planted there. Yeah, it's all clover. It's all um, quality clover. And uh, he doesn't do that this year, though. I think I think he, he gained a little bit of knowledge from last year. And, yeah, uh, he,
1: he's wised up a little yeah, bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's a wise old buck now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so anyway... Bailey shoots his buck, and we both have permission here. And Bailey's like, "You know what? You should just go up and and try to hunt this farm and and, and see if you can get a crack at Chance." He calls that buck Chance. So you had two cell cams going, I think. Yeah. Up there, um, but there was there was nothing on it. There wasn't anything going. on. A lot
0: on. of summertime pictures, and yeah. then bucks disappeared.
1: I think it's the, the way this property lays out, it's definitely their their destination feeding area I'd say but most of them don't bet on the property they all bet on neighboring properties particularly a property to the south because it was cut and logged heavily like, I don't know, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's thick and nasty and all the Just gear an on.
0: absolutely beautiful bedding area, like what you would dream of seeing a buck walk through. Oh, it's
1: it's, it's awesome, and they love it. But, and we found that out walking through uh, walking through that property with permission the other day. Yep. But anyways, not to get ahead of ourselves. Um, so I want to say it was second week October. We hadn't really touched the property, and I decided I was going to go up try to find uh, some sign, bedding area, whatever. Um, and I had a general idea where I wanted to go because Bailey had just gotten this big buck on on camera in the general area and he had hunted up there a few weeks prior um, and said he found a bunch of signs. So I went up into that same spot, followed the sign, and it led me into this thick, nasty briar overgrown area um, that was right near the property line itself. Well, as I come into this area, I kicked up two bucks, one being a real good one. I don't know what he was or what which buck he was, um, and then a smaller buck that actually stood there. I got a few pictures of him, yada, yada, yada. Well, I make the mock scrape. I, I move Bailey's, one of Bailey's cell cams, so that way um, we could at least maybe gain some intel as to what was going on back here. I figured kicking those two bucks up, it was probably going to be a hot spot if, if bucks like that are betting together in the area. Um, but anyways, get the, the mock scrape up, set the cell cam up, and for like two weeks we got nothing on it. Yeah, nothing. And I'm almost positive they're all just skirting it because yeah. that there end up being a
0: scrape. I don't know 50 yards from the camera yeah. a wide a wide open community scrape like dirt thrown every direction just
1: i should be, i should say this too i found not only clusters of rubs back in this area too which made me believe it was a bedding area but i found a wicked fresh signpost rub one that had just been rubbed year after year and it was actually freshened up this year i'm like oh this is awesome so kind of eyeballed the area too like okay if we come back in here um, what do we have for trees? what do we get set up in blah blah blah. Well, that one or two week period goes by with no activity, and then all of a sudden, Bailey's other cell cam—that's what two—it was two hundred yards away, if that. Yeah, not even. Not even coming off a feeding area back into that bedding area, just started blowing up. You had what five bucks? On I, it. I think
0: I had five, five or six bucks in like four days, uh, and just before, just before daylight. Yeah, like. Very close to daylight. Or, or, or just after daylight.
1: Right, right. So with it, that much traffic, I was like, you know what? We put this off long enough because I didn't really want to just jump back into that area and not knowing a lot about it. But given the fact that all these deer were moving in that general direction, I was like, you know what? Let's move in there and try this out. And it was perfect because that morning that we decided to go back in there, it was one of the first really cool crisp mornings that we've had since opening day, I think.
0: Yeah, opening day was in the 30s, and then ever since, it's probably been at lows of... I mean, the lowest we probably got was 40s since that day. Yeah, and
1: I mean, that was, it was almost that freezing that morning. It was the best cold front we'd had thus far. So, we snuck in in the dark. We were kind of running behind, actually. Yeah. Um, and we went in the... We set up in the general area of the mock scrape that I made a few weeks prior. Um, And the tree was just not... Not good. I honestly—it was, it was a tiny little tree, <laughs> and it just—it it just happened
0: to work out that I had a giant tree behind me, which I think really Rokey covered covered bit. me up yeah. quite a bit. I don't know what you had behind you. Honestly. I just tried—I
1: I tried to swing with my saddle behind the main trunk of the tree to break my silhouette up, but um, we got set up. Needless to say, with like fifteen minutes to spare before first light, sun comes up wind kind of picked up a little bit. Um, We start being able to see after gray light passes, and I look, and like Bailey had said, like not even 50 yards from the camera on the mock scrape, there is a massive, super fresh, Wide open scrape with dirt thrown in every direction. I'm like, holy moly! And, and that's just complete luck on our part. Yeah, of- oh, it, we just stumbled upon that. Um, I mean, I shouldn't even say that. We—it's it, knew-
0: not—it's not luck because you knew. I mean, we both knew. That was an area they were – it was a court area for them they are using. Yeah. You could expect it a scrape. It was multiple boxes. You can expect area. a scrape to be in there, but it was lucky from the aspect of – Where we set we up. We set up, and that scrape was
1: 30 yes. yards perfectly right in front of us. Yep, yep, it was awesome. Um, I want to say 7 o'clock, 7.15, Bailey catches movement. There's a doe moving in behind us, which was kind of odd. I didn't really expect – the deer to come from that Mm -hmm. way we just entered the uh this bedding area that way and then like i want to say 20 after maybe quarter after seven yeah all hell broke loose all of a sudden we're sitting there and three deer just come tearing off this hillside right to our setup so i grab my bow bailey starts filming well ends up being a a pretty nice little two and a half year old buck he was dogging a few does these poor does are running all over the place Yep. Um, If he makes it through, he'll be a nice one next yeah, year. Yeah, he, he had a cool little rack on him. Um, oh, I kind of had a little itchy trigger finger actually seeing him at the time. Yeah, but definitely. Um, but uh, anyways, we let him work off, and he just like we had thought, he worked into that, that clear cut, overgrown clear cut on the neighboring property, into that bedding thicket that we kind of identified. Um, Doe scattered, got quiet for a few minutes, and about quarter to eight, somewhere around there, I happened to catch movement coming down off the hill from the area that those other deer had ran in, into the our setup from. So I quickly pulled up binoculars, barely flipped the camera on, and I look, and I just remember seeing really good bases of a buck. I couldn't see his whole rack, but I'm like, that's a good buck. My first thought was like, oh, I think I said that to you. Yeah, like, you said oh, good buck. Oh, good buck, good buck. So I grabbed my ball, thinking he's going to work right into our setup uh, from where the other deer did, and he disappeared. And I was like, "What in the world was going on?" I want to say probably at least five, if not ten minutes. It was probably
0: I... ten minutes. I mean, time scene time tends to kind of slow down in those situations just because you know there's a buck in the area. Yeah. But I I want to say it was five or ten minutes at it least. It was a while, you
1: know? needless to say. There's nothing. There's no movement, no sounds, and the, the wind was blowing relatively hard. So I don't even know if we would have heard him shuffling. In the yeah. Um, And then, again, all of a sudden, I have no idea what prompted this. At least we didn't have an idea at the time. The buck just starts running. Well, that's
0: after we heard the that big stick break.
1: Oh, right, right, right. We heard a big stick break, and then he just comes running up from yeah. down below us. And he runs and he stops right next to this scrape. Well, when he first stopped, he was probably 45 yards. Yeah. And he's looking behind him, looking over his shoulder, looking over his shoulder. So I think both our first thoughts were, oh, boy, there, there's a bigger one coming behind him. So we're kind of, like, trying to watch him, and we're looking just where he's looking, and we're not seeing anything. Well, he then decides he's going to walk right into the scrape, and that's when I, I already had my bow in my hand, and I had a good look at him. like, yup, I definitely want to shoot this deer. So he turns, and he's quartering away just perfectly, and he stops with a tree right in a, the center of his body. But I can see the whole front half of it, uh, well, basically the two-thirds of his front of his body. Mm-hmm. So I pulled up, and I figured he was about 30, 35 yards. I picked my spot, I lined everything up, and boom, I let the arrow fly. And wouldn't you know it, I hit that tree square, dead on. Yeah. And it deflected the arrow... And sent the arrow right through the hind quarter. Which is crazy in itself. I you'll see it in the video. I cannot believe that it happened like that. I can't believe the arrow deflected the way it did. So immediately I grab another arrow. Bailey shuffling around. I knock another arrow. I draw back, and he happens to run to 10 yards below our setup. Now to my right, on my strong side. And as he's walking, I didn't dare stop him because he was all spooky from the first shot um he gives me a, a quartering two and it was the best i had at the time i shot thought it might have been one long liver wasn't sure hit him full pass through a little bit low
0: very difficult shot from from where we were yeah, and that was given the circumstances shot. it was a absolutely beautiful shot
1: so he t- he takes off he takes two or three bounds and in- it was amazing because on both shots, he had no idea what was going on. Not a on. clue, never picked us out in the tree, never even, he had no idea. had no idea. The only reason he even bounded after that second shot is because of, I think, the two impacts of the arrow, him hearing it more so than feeling yeah. it. Um, so anyways, he takes two or three bounds. He runs into a briar thicket back to our right. And he stops. I and, Well, lost so- and
0: just one second, just to back up and to put this in perspective, this all happened in about twenty seconds, all oh, tops. It man. was fast. It, was so it happened fast. quick.
1: Um, so he stops this thinking Bailey saying "Go down, go down." And I couldn't really see him. Um, but Bailey, I think you said you you saw him getting wobbly. Yeah, he definitely got he was wobbly. Wobbly. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's a good sign. So we're all jacked up, and you know, I can't believe it worked out that way. It was awesome, you know. So we get our our stuff together, pick up our stuff. I go and find the second arrow I shot and it's soaked in blood. Good blood. Really yeah. really good blood. Yep. Um and I it did have a little bit of gut material Which I not too
0: worried about because we saw where it entered. And yeah, them.
1: I was like I said I was thinking one long liver out the stomach. So after having some bad experiences in the past, I said, you know what? Let's back out. Give it 3 4 hours just to be safe, should be fine by then. So we go back, we watch the watch the shots on film. Oh, and that first one, I cannot I still can't believe it. Yeah, first one was was crazy the, the deflection and
0: you you guys are just going to have to watch a video cuz it's it's something that something to watch it's yeah, just yeah. pretty wild.
1: I'm fortunate, to, fortunate to have it happen really the way that it did because yeah. you know he forced him to run the way that right to us. It made the yeah. second shot possible.
0: Grant, I mean, if that deflected and hit him maybe back in the guts, I don't know if he would have ran that way. He probably would have just taken right off through that through that thicket. Yeah, yeah we would have been on a wild goose chase trying to find him then, more than
1: we already were. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. So, three, four hours later, I want to say it was like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, we go back in and we start tracking. And there was quite a bit of blood because that first shot, now we know, it was a muscle hit. Mm We weren't sure if it was... Thought it was from oral artery We thought it might be an artery in the leg. We didn't know because when he was taken off, too, we could see the blood pumping out of that back leg that I had hit. So, we start following it, find a bunch of blood. I think still maybe one long, definitely muscle, and there was some spots from liver blood. We tracked into that thicket, and he's not there. So we're like, okay, maybe he went downhill. Well, that's exactly what he did. He went downhill. We're following it. We take it 50 yards. We take it 100 yards. We take it 150 yards. Next thing you know, we're at the property line. So we had to stop. We got a hold of the gentleman that leases the neighboring property and you know who you are thank you again for for allowing us onto your property yep. to recover that deer because otherwise it wouldn't have been possible Yep. um so we get permission um we go back we track from the property line onto that neighboring property and of course it's going downhill but still in that clear cut going mm-hmm. right into that security cover I was getting nervous at this point, but we still had a ton of blood to follow, so we took it easy, nice and slow, quiet, and we got to about 250 yards, and I stood up on a log, looked to my left, and I see a bed. And I didn't know as if it was particularly the bed that this buck was in, but I thought it was kind of strange. It was just off the blood trail where we had actually just finished. We had just lost blood. Like, we had ran out of it. Um, So I go over to that bed, and sure enough, there's not a ton of blood in it, but you you could see where this buck had laid down and the muscle blood from that hit in the back had pulled up in, in a few spots some liver blood a little bit of liver blood and it was still pretty fresh so I thought the worst I thought and kicked him out of his bed We didn't hear him we didn't see him but maybe he smelled us and got up which out
0: of- which is so funny to, to bring that up because um, it, it's like when when someone shoots a buck they're always thinking worst case scenario. Like every single time, I feel like. But then, when when someone else is like, in our case, when someone's with him, I I thought complete opposite. Like I was telling Corey the entire time that I swear that that buck was going to be dead right there. Oh, I was, I was like,
1: and I was the, yeah. Baby I swore right. up I and, and I, Corey
0: was the complete opposite. I I'm swore like, up no, and down three
1: four hundred yards. I was boy. like,
0: I don't think so. I think that he got up out of that bed and and laid back down or fell back down and died. Like I just something was telling me that yeah. shot just looked too good that you talked to for him that to, to go any farther than that
1: well we did we pulled out there and i call immediately started making phone calls for uh, a tracking dog because i did not i did not want to mess around i didn't want to wait until the, until nightfall i wanted somebody with a dog to come give us a hand so i got a hold of a gentleman by the name of jason cassan and him and his dog were nothing short of amazing they yeah were, creed, his
0: dog creed he uh that dog was amazing. The yeah. way, just watching him work through through all that thicket and get right on his on his trail, yep. was was unbelievable. So Jason, shout out to you. That that was awesome. Thank you so much for coming out and do that doing that. And if anyone else in the in the Washington County area are even i don't know yeah, if, we have
1: his contact yeah we Can have we his contact info so and there's I'm a gonna... bu- there's other dog trackers too um we're, we're just going based off our experience with him he uh he was great but anyways also
0: also the guy uh who tracked my buck last year was was pretty good you talk Yo, oh
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh what's jesus oh, i'm in a lot is it tom tom hmm I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah, I, we apologize for forgetting your name, but yeah, <laughs> uh, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. he, uh, he
0: he offered a lot of helpful helpful information uh, throughout this process too. So <laughs>
1: sorry, I forgot your name. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right. All right. Anyway, um. So Jason tells me, yep, put me within 50 to 75 yards of the last bed you found, and we'll let the dog, we'll let Creed work. So we set him at the property line where we had some blood, and it was about 75 yards from that bed. Dog takes off and his little short legs, and and he was dead on the blood trail from the minute his, his feet hit the ground. Yep. He was all over it. So... It was probably five, ten minutes of working through that brush. Dog goes right to the bed. He then comes out of the bed, and I had no doubt at any point that he was dead on this deer. Um, We went maybe 30 yards, and Bailey goes, is that a rock up there? And I'm (laughs) kind of, like, looking over his shoulder because I was in the back for some reason, but I'm looking over his shoulder, and I'm like, I don't know. We get a little closer. Well, the funny
0: thing is, earlier that morning, I thought it. I was up on some logs looking directly at in, that the, direction. in that direction,
1: I thought it was a rock then, too. So, Bailey probably saw this deer dead that that morning, but... Just never knew it. Uh, so, we get to, like, 30 yards away, and we're looking, we're looking, and we, then I see Jason start smiling, and... Uh, I peered up over Bailey's shoulder. I'm like, Oh, there he is. Yep. There's that bugger. You can see his, racks, yeah, you can right see out, his out rack sticking right out on the briars there. And uh oh, it was awesome. We went up to him and honestly he I don't I don't know how old he is. I don't i I don't really care. He's
0: probably younger. I
1: mean He's probably two and a half. Two and, old and old a half year old Buck, but
0: just such a typical eight pointer for, so for, perfect for perfect. our area. Oh yeah.
1: 90 I mean, just a, a perfect little, Oh, I wouldn't even say that. 80. But, yeah. <laughs> but just a beautiful little buck. I couldn't be yeah. happier with him. Between the haunt, the, you know, everything that had gone on there. I forgot to mention, too, we were walking in in the dark and things just really oh, yeah. opened up this. But we knew we were getting into something good when we were walking in. We get up just before we're starting to get set up in the tree. We hear crash bank. ch, ch, ch. There was two, I'm guessing, rather large bucks, about 200, 250 yards away from our, uh, from our little bedding area there, absolutely duking it out. They were the locked day. up on
0: each other. Oh. They were just duking it out. And yeah. Uh,
1: that was our first good sign. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the first good sign of the morning. But that and the, the hunt itself, you know, the chasing and the multiple bucks coming through. Um, oh, and then I forgot yeah. about the walking out part, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we are walking out after Corey shot his buck. We, we climbed down there quietly and started walking to the field edge, and I look up, and I just got done telling Corey, I'm like, I guarantee there's going to be a buck in this field right now. It was <laughs> almost 9 o'clock in the morning at that point. Oh, yeah. And... No, <laughs> then we look up and there is a beautiful eight pointer out in the middle of this field there, just feeding he was away. A three
1: and a half year old buck, but he had the body of like a, a midwestern buck. He, he was, was a tank. You. He
0: was a tank, and that's we all you got that on video too. That's going in the video. Yeah, um, that was a nice buck. Beautiful buck with a little goofy rack buck that I had on camera. Yeah. I actually had both those bucks on camera over the summer. Um. Yeah, it was it was a it was a crazy day. It was a crazy pre rut day. Mm-hmm. They're they're starting to get into their groove here. Um, yeah. So it was, it was really it was good awesome. to
1: see. So we got the buck out. We celebrated a little bit that night, and it it really uh, was just some more good mojo to an already great season. Go, especially yep. coming up here this weekend.
0: Yep. It's got me fired so, up. Yeah. I'm- I'm ready to get out there tomorrow.
1: Just hearing this rain hit the tent makes. Yeah, me
0: I'm fun. sure you guys have been able to hear this rain the entire time throughout this podcast. It's uh been raining pretty good. So
1: oh, these are the perfect conditions this time of year. It's scrape week, some of the best hunting right around the end of October, beginning mm-hmm. of November. You get this good rain. As long as it's not pouring. If it's pouring, you can pretty much write the day off. If you get a good steady drizzle or even a mediocre, or, you know, moderate rain, you get out there, you do some still hunting, especially up here in the big woods, and get on these scrapes, man. These bucks are gonna be running around like crazy once this rain breaks.
0: Yep. Yep, so well I think that's gonna about wrap it up tonight. We're getting on about 40 minutes here.
1: Isn't that long? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've been talking for about 40 minutes um but that's
1: if anybody's listening hit us up with suggestions topics anything you guys want to hear we're willing yeah
0: yeah we're we're uh definitely willing to have have some people on here too um you know we want to talk to people and and hear their strategies and hear how their season's going and share it with you guys um that's why we're doing this and hopefully and hopefully teach you guys some stuff too that's that's really our goal um
1: so I'm sure, I'm sure most of you listening probably have our phone numbers. You can just call us if you need something. <laughs> yeah. Just hit that line. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're
0: gonna get some rest here. I'm gonna stoke this stove up so we can be at least really semi-warm tonight. <laughs> and uh warm
1: right now. I feel good.
0: Yeah, these sleep bags are nice. Um And we're gonna we're gonna put some boots on the ground tomorrow. And hopefully knock a big Adirondack buck down. That's that's the plan. So all right, guys. Well, um, thank you for listening, and um, be sure to go follow our um, YouTube page at Bucks and Beyond. Hit us up um, on Facebook and Instagram. Yep, uh, Instagram. Uh, I think Instagram is just at Bucks and Beyond too. So yeah. is uh, Facebook. Um, again, I'm Bailey Winch, and uh, this I'm with I'm with my I'm brother. Winch. Yeah, was... Sorry
1: about that. I zoned out, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for watching. Yeah, or, yeah. Li- not watching, listening. Don't <laughs> watch, listen.
1: <laughs>